what have I become? My sweetest friend, everyone I know goes away in the end, and you could have it all. And welcome to Fundamentals, the podcast that explores pop culture one conversation at a time. I am your host, Harley. On this episode, I'm joined by podcaster and YouTuber Lawrence Heisey. Lawrence is a co host to Another Happy Pod and Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who based podcast, as well as a video editor for a great many successful YouTube channels, including his own. And that is the subject of today's episode. Video editing is really in the pantheon of episodes that I've done that won't necessarily strike you as being the most obvious of choices when it comes to discussions in and around pop culture, but bear with me because I think it's an important one. It's something that is basically everywhere we look now, from YouTube to social media to movie trailers to the movies themselves and so much more. This is a topic that really branches out and reaches all sorts of areas of pop culture in our daily lives. And that is exactly what we talk about in this episode. Lawrence was an absolute delight to have on the podcast. And as you'll hear, the conversation just flows. It's a ton of fun. There's even some off-topic conversation, which is a lot of fun to engage in as well. And I just really hope that you guys enjoy the conversation as much as I did. So without further ado, let's just get on with it. This is Video Editing with Lawrence Heisey. Hello, Lawrence, and welcome to the Fundamentals podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, pleasure to oh, be here. Pleasure's all mine, and we're here to talk. Well, we're going to get really creative with this. I think it's it's. Uh, we were just having a little chat before we started recording, and I feel like this is in a pantheon of episodes that I've done, where I get to dive into a more creative aspect of pop culture. And as somebody who's involved yeah. in it, I'm really eager to hear what you have to say. So we're talking video editing. <laughs> I'm just going to go straight into it, Lawrence. What was your introduction to video editing? How did you get started? Um, so basically, I, I I danced around something that uh, video editing being what I wanted to do as a career path for so long. Um, I kind of I came into it when I was younger. I um I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, uh, <laughs> basically, there used to be this terrible Doctor Who website online, mm-hmm. um, and in that uh, there was kind of this little mini feature it was like a mini game um where they basically cut clips of the show that they'd used uh like iconic moments of like the doctor like and like a hard zoom clip of the doctor going i'm the doctor and being dramatic um and basically it was called the bbc uh doctor who trailer maker and what you could do is you could it was like this the most rudimentary version of any editing software ever you could drag in that i'm the doctor clip and then choose like some season four music to put underneath it (laughs) and i i I wasted hours on this (laughs) right okay like way way too long um but yeah that was kind of the first um 
I don't know the first the, my first kind of introduction to uh, taking two kind of bits of media and making them glue together. I suppose is yeah. like, and it was terrible. Let me point out, like <laughs> I was really really bad at it. Uh, I would show the creations to my friends, and they didn't even like Doctor Who, and they'd be like, "This is." This is nothing. This is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that that was kind of my first uh, my first foray into it. I suppose. Wow. Okay. So it's kind of basically fan videos is how you got started, essentially. Yeah, I'm I'm so quick to like be snooty and and like an editing snob and look down on like the the TikTok fan right. cam stuff going on. But like at the same time, that is a hundred percent. Like if TikTok was around when I was like yeah. growing up i'd have 100 percent been on it and what i would have made would have been terrible <laughs> so. well that's it yeah i kind of feel like everyone's got to start somewhere and this is one of the reasons why i was really excited actually to talk to you about this because it's it's like uh, the topics done like i said like interviewing or i did non-fiction writing uh oh, what's the other one um pixel art you know i've done that sort of stuff where like it's not immediately obvious but when you start to think about it you're like oh yeah this is kind of everywhere and and as you say like social media yeah. is a great example great thing to talk about because you're right. That is so everywhere, especially now in the day and age of TikTok. It's like you you, you can't oh, yeah. move without seeing videos, you know, and, and people have to put those together. They have to think about what's going to grab someone's attention, what's going to hold it. It's very rudimentary, but it's it's yeah, it's it's just everywhere now. That that kind of goes into like, it, yeah, there's basically name me a corporation that doesn't attempt to have some kind of like brand recognition online. Right. Like it's everyone has a TikTok mm. account. And like, <laughs> I get criticized sometimes saying like, um, my my tweets can be just like me wanting to be in the conversation and just yeah. saying nothing on Twitter. But that's what brands do with video editing. They'll just mm. be like, they'll take a, I don't know, a clip of Gavin and Stacey and be like, my reaction to when the share prices dipped this weekend yeah, or, so, yeah. or like something just nonsense. But yeah, it is everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, and to that, it's like, that's, again, similar to your, what you're talking about with the uh, the Doctor Who website. Imagine it's very straightforward. It's just you're taking a clip, you're trying to get some music to it. And that's mm. kind of it, right? You're just sort of trying to marry the two together in a way that's somewhat interesting, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, a lot of people have that. Like, you'll you'll see now if you, something that I, I do <laughs> more often than I'd care to admit um, just if I'm feeling bored is go on YouTube and search by uh, views instead of like channel or like top related search okay. or whatever. Um, and you click on, often you click on the videos with uh, like zero to like a hundred views. Yeah. And they'll, they'll so often just be like more interesting than what's going on, like in the top stuff. Cause it will be just like people going crazy on a video editing software thinking like, this is, this is what it is. This is video editing. Mm. It's, a million MLG green screen memes and like <laughs> it, they're just it's really entertaining but that's like I think like the most basic understanding of it is is how to keep someone's attention and uh, how to do it like how to stick stuff mm. together to to create something engaging that people won't want to click off of. yeah right okay so you start with basically fan videos essentially on this website what happens from there like that's no, cool <laughs> like that, that's your that's your jumping off point where do you sort of move to from yeah. there um, so I did a little bit, um, and I kind of only realized I was, I was making some kind of notes cause I was thinking I'm probably going to be asked some questions about me and I don't want to be stuck <laughs> thinking that I can't remember my own life. Um, but no, I, I, I so I, I was thinking about it and I drew the connection today. There was this, there was this other software when I was growing up, it may still be a thing now, but I've kind of moved out of that niche of it. 
Um, and it was called, I think it was called Pivot. Mm. Um, and it was a Stickman um, stop motion animation type thing right. where basically it was like, like picture a hangman Stickman yeah. type thing um, on a white background. And you could basically every single one of his like joints or limbs. So like his elbows, the end of his wrists had like movable, like you could, you could drag and move um, his arms about and his legs about yeah. and stuff. Um, and I often tried to do like little stories mm. on there. Like just, you know, the basics when you're like 10 years old, I'm like, I'm going to make one guy shoot another guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 it, and, it, and like oh, so often like that, um, that was kind of, it's, it's basically the reason I thought about it. It was cause it's similar to what I do mm. now, like on the, like just the, basically the Sunday channel and stuff like I'll animate James's face moving in a certain mm. way. And like, I drew that connection. I was like, God, I haven't changed since I was 10. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is terrible news. Um, but no, no, but kind of main that those are like, obviously where my interests peaked in mm. it. Um, but I got into it, um, mainly for, I don't know if you remember the, um, the Logan trailer, the first, I think it was the first Logan trailer to the Johnny Cash yes, song. Yeah. So it's a super, super simple trailer, but it, and like so contrastingly different from other stuff mm. that was kind of going on at the time. Like so many, I mean, I think that was 2017. So every trailer was doing like a million things and like so much on the yeah, screen and yeah. all of this, um, like big bassy, uh, the inception booms yes. and stuff like oh, that. Oh God, that was everywhere. This, yeah. Oh, it, it was relentless. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then this Logan trailer came along um, and was just so simple in the way that it was like shots of the movie to Johnny Cash's hurt. And yeah. that was it. And, and I remember seeing that and I spoke to my friend at the time. Um, <laughs> if he's listening to this, it's terrible. He's still one of my closest say, friends. Like something happened or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We, we, yeah. We, he didn't like my Johnny Cash hurt rendition. <laughs> um, but no, so we, we, I mean, we kind of took those, that, uh, we ripped that sound from, um, YouTube, um, like with, with the song baked in, like all the audio from the trailer. So the, like the, the song, the sound effects and all of those beats. And we just tried to make that trailer like to different movies. Right. Okay. And, and it was really interesting. We did a few, we did a, we did this terrible movie uh, that Keanu Reeves is in uh, and he's not bad in it. Like, or like he's not great in it, but that's the joy Mm. of it. He knows what movies in. It's a movie called knock knock and it's, like yeah it's posed as like a some sort of erotic thriller i won't go into it because it's uh it's it's not pg sure. but it's <laughs> like it's this um there's some awful line yeah. deliveries in it um that are like just like we're talking like the room level oh, wow bad. okay yeah and so um and but like to add insult to injury he's he's saying awful things mm. as well um and i just remember making this this this, I mean, the Johnny Cash Hurt song is so beautiful, and then just putting some terrible movie footage on yeah. top of it. But I realized in that moment, um, you can make anything better with a good song and some well-cut beats and sound effects. Interesting. Yeah, and it's like it was. It's such a it's such a kind of weird moment when you when you because I remember the first time I did it, and I we did it to make each other laugh. That was the whole point of it. But when we turn, we t- I turn the Mac around, it, they'd take like 10 minutes to whip up a very basic intro. Uh, and then like, I just remember seeing, uh, his, his name's Joe, my friend, um, just crack up. And I, that was such a good feeling. And I was like, I, 
I love this. I love, and I, I want to know in what other ways I yeah. can do this. Um, but yeah, that was kind of, yeah, kind of really where, like, I realized it was editing that I mm. loved and not just like <laughs> me playing a Doctor Who minigame, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I think something that jumps out to me there is that's, that's something creative. You know, that, that's mm. you following an instinct something as simple as I just want to make my friend laugh and then picking up on something really, yeah. yeah, quite vital to trailers, which is another form of video editing, right? That's another thing that's absolutely huge in this area of, of yeah, yeah, being able to cut together bits of a movie or a TV series or whatever and be, being able to sell it to an audience. And I think you've hit upon something quite interesting there as well of trends that we see in this. And I, I can imagine now as yeah. somebody who's... And this is now your job, right, of editing, of, of creating and doing this together. How do you feel about some of the trends that you notice? Like, as, as you, you've touched upon the Logan one there, for example. So, like, that's a great example of, yeah, it's simple. It's got a great song. Did you sort of immediately notice after that a bunch of other films going for the same kind of feel? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like, because, again, it's... And I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. I, you know, I ethically steal from people all the time that's all the best what artists do most <laughs> exactly right and I'm, uh, yeah and, and i'm obviously as you all know a, a brilliant artist myself uh no but um no i just think it's there's there's so much yeah one, once something works and once it sticks and it becomes a talking point because that trailer like i'm still talking about yeah. it now people still talk about that trailer um people also talk about the days of future past trailer right um, yeah the first one that i think it was the first one that came out um, but yeah, just because they dared to do something different and like, I, I haven't got the numbers in front of me, but I'm going to say that interest in those movies skyrocketed for them taking a creative mm. leap. It could have been a terrible trailer, yeah. but then like worst case scenario, what's going to happen? Fox removes it and then publishes a better one the next day. Yeah. Who cares Yeah, at the end of the day? So just try stuff different. But the, um, yeah, the, a lot of the stuff now I edit um, for a channel uh, called Filmspeak, um, and so often we're kind of up against it, taking because there's a relevancy window to release stuff on YouTube. Yes. Like people, people are all Shazam Two came out the other day, and people are already not caring about it mm. anymore. Um, so like, if you want a video on it, you you've got like a three day window to hit if you want to have a successful video, which you know sucks because yeah. you know you're putting a limit on people's thoughts and feelings but you know that's that's the world we live in um mm. but yeah something something we notice now the trend seems to be um relentlessly fading to black and having no trailer <laughs> footage that's longer than about one wow. second and it's it is, i'm desperate i would give up 10 years of my life <laughs> in this work to fast forward through this trend of terrible <laughs> right. trailers um and it's marvel marvel started uh, it i'm gonna name the culprit yeah. um but but then like but now every film does it like yeah you can't you oh and, and tell you what the other one i despise uh -huh. um the other one i despise is i think sony pioneered this mm. one and god hate him for it <laughs> was the um was basically how they they start a trailer um and it's because it, it's because it's so often you have like, and this comes back to audience retention yeah. on YouTube. You have to grab people's attention within the first five yeah. seconds, otherwise they are gone. And Sony do this thing where they're like, let's say, let's say it's a trailer for um, 
I don't know. Uh, what's a Sony movie that came out recently? If you can think Ooh, of one. Um, I want to say 65. But I don't think that's correct. I think it was another company that did that. Let, let, I'll tell Let's you Google. I'm going to put the Google jingle in right here. Oh, what's his name? Oh, sure. Who knows? It's time to Google. Yeah, 65. Hey, I was correct. Hey, there you go. nice one. Well done. There you go. Yeah, yeah go on. You, you probably already know the most about 65 than anyone else on the planet, just for knowing that. It's true, yeah, because I've, I've seen it, and it was great. I enjoyed it. Was it really? It's I've... just Adam Driver shooting dinosaurs. What more do you want? My inner child That's was fair. delighted. Yeah, do you know what? That's fair. Maybe I'm being I'm being cynical on it. <laughs> I think I, do you know what? it's a, it's a Friday night beer and pizza kind of movie. Like there's fair. there's not a lot of surprises, but it's good <laughs> for what it is. It's good. Like I don't know about you. This is tangent. I'm happy to go on. I tend to judge pretty much all creative stuff, and it, this can come back to trailers and things like that. Yeah, based on I don't know what it's what it's selling itself as being. If that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm. You know what I mean? Like it's like, so at, like yeah. 65. It's like you see the trailer. The concept is what is it? It's Adam Driver on a planet full of dinosaurs. He's got to save yeah. the girl. That's it. I'm not <laughs> expecting it to be the Godfather. I'm not expecting it to be Star Wars. I'm not expecting it to be anything other than just a simple action movie for an hour and a half. Yeah. That's it. If it does anything else and it does it well, that's a nice bonus. But it's like you know. If, if it's not good, if it's boring, then it's mm. failed and it's a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. I was saying to um, uh, to Nathan, my co-host on two podcasts that I do, mm-hmm. um, further evidence I need more friends. Um, <laughs> but we, we, were, we were speaking recently about our difference in taste in movies and um, yeah. something that kept getting uh, brought up was you, you have to meet a movie on its own terms. Yeah, ex- exactly. If a movie says... You know, it, it, it's hilarious because the movie does absolutely hinge on you knowing who Adam Driver is. Yes. The character may as well be called Adam Driver and yes. the movie may as well be called Adam Driver Shoots Dinosaurs. Yeah, I call it Kylo Ren Dino Puncher. That's like... That's brilliant. That's all yeah. it is. <laughs> that's all so it is much better, yeah. I couldn't tell you the character's name. I couldn't tell you anything else other than just that's what happened. Yeah. And it delivered. But um, yeah, please go on. So what's the trend? I think I know what you're going to say with this one, but I yeah, I want to hear it. it. So it's the um, it's the... It's the relentless. Um, so we're do- if we're doing sixty five, it will be like yeah. uh, it'll be a quote from the movie very quickly. It'll be Adam yep. Driver going, "God, there's a lot of dinosaurs," and then it'll be <laughs> uh, it'll be the sixty five trailer starts in five, four, yes. three, two, yes. and then they play the trailer, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Why? Yeah, just play the trailer." Yeah. Like this, it's a hilarious kind of moment because. Mm-hmm. The studio is so terrified of you not mm. sticking around for them to show you the first five seconds of the trailer mm-hmm. that they put five seconds before the trailer to go, just to clarify, you clicked on the right video and we're going to show you this thing. So if you just be patient, then, oh, we're showing you it now. Yeah. If you just showed me it, I'm going to mm-hmm. be there for the first five seconds at least. Like, yeah. be confident in the stuff that you're promoting um, but again, it, it mm-hmm. it's it's that's retention in itself, and it's just yeah, retention is is so often the the death of art because <laughs> yeah. it like it forces you to make creative choices not because you want to make them, but because you're terrified the audience mm. won't get another creative choice. I guess if that makes sense. I guess in that respect, it stops being creativity and starts to become marketing in a way. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and like, and that's not. 
there are some formats that work really well for that. I won't yeah. name the client because if they ever happen to listen to this, I'd rather <laughs> them not know that I take this approach. Um, but there, there are some videos that I will barely need to listen to the recorded material. I think that's there gonna. Are... I think that's gonna hurt James and Nick's feelings a lot. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But believe me, if there's anyone you want to listen to ahead of time, it's them too. Yeah, uh, I've been sure. sent down. I've been sent down so many googling paths because of Nick Mason. Yeah, um, and his and his relentless goofs, which mm-hmm. which are always apparent. But no, the the the, the but the, what kind of what I'm saying is there's so many channels out there that their format relies on this tried and tried and true kind of method um yeah and there are i won't need to look at it because i'll go i'll see an audio waveform and i'll i'll notice the gaps in it which is for anyone that doesn't know what it is i'd imagine that's very few people um but like just in case uh which is basically just like the lines that spike when people are talking in an audio file mm-hmm. when you put it in a um an, in uh, an editing timeline and when there's gaps it obviously means no one's talking and i don't that silence could be anything but it's gone because there can't be silence in certain formats of video. Yeah. Um, because if there is more than, and I'm not joking, uh, down to like certain people taking a, just a moment to pause, mm-hmm. then it will cause people to go, this isn't high intensity enough for me. And they'll click off. Wow. And it's, it's, and but the thing is, like, we're all guilty of it. Absolutely. Hmm. Like, I've clicked on... How many times have you have have you clicked on something and it like you've made a snap judgment about the quality because like the audio quality may not be the best mm. or like the or just you you aren't immediately met with the thing that you wanted yeah yeah and, I think and that's you go fair. this sucks mm-hmm. yeah I, which is yeah. which is so not true but yeah <laughs> I agree man yeah I find podcasting I'm a bit more chilled these days especially having done this. You know, I, I have I now have an appreciation for what goes into it, and particularly with podcasts that are just starting out, I give them yeah a complete benefit of the doubt. I'm like, oh yeah, as, as someone who's re-recorded his like intro bit, when I went back and listened to that, I was like, oh lord, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I recorded that on a kitchen table with no idea what I was doing, you know, with a laptop. Yeah. So it happens, and the same you could be say this, you could say the same with like YouTube, for example, say or Instagram, TikTok, whatever. You're right. There's definitely people have got to, you've got to give people the leeway to figure out their format and figure out spacing and timing. But you are right. There's a thing of making a snap judgment. I agree with you there. Yeah, definitely. I, I've, I've been very guilty of that on YouTube in particular a number of times from trying to yeah. look up something and I'm like, oh, this person's going to talk about a thing I'm interested in. Nope, not interested. Oh, you've talked too long in the intro or you've, you've not gone straight into, I'll give you an example, right? And I apologize to my audience because I do this pretty much every episode. Music, here we go. Um, <laughs> there's something you need to know about me, Lawrence, is I'm a guitar player. Um, and like all guitar players, we spend too much time looking at other guitars that we don't have online. And yeah. there is an entire community on YouTube of people that demo stuff all the time. And I've noticed a trend on there of like people that basically will either like jump in with the demo straight away or I've even seen videos that are titled No Talking, Just Demo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because it's like, some people, you just want to hear that what it sounds like and get a feel for it. And I'm very guilty of that as well. But then I'm also like, you know, I look at some channels that I follow and I like their personality. I've grown to appreciate them having a little chat at the start to go, this is how yeah. I got the thing. 
this is what I'm doing with it. And it gives you a bit of context. But I do appreciate as well that there are some people who are like, I just want to maybe buy this thing. Or if you're like most of us, look at it for a long time on whatever <laughs> website you're on. Yeah, and no. just dream about having it. So I'm going to listen to this track over and over and pretend that this is what it would sound like if I owned the thing. Anyway, tangent <laughs> over. No, no, no. I love the tangent. But, but that's... <laughs> You're, you're touching on something interesting there because that mm. is there are two camps of content creation a lot yeah. of the time there are there are people that enjoy the creators and yes. I, I, again I happen to think that um I'm so thankful I'm, I'm sure James wouldn't mind me saying any of this um this is the part where he rings me up and fires me um <laughs> but no like this uh, but there are there are certain channels on YouTube yeah that you go to for the chemistry between the hosts or just the personality of the the host singular yeah. or whatever um and like james and mason have that it's why the podcast is insanely successful and yeah. why their youtube channel is also insanely successful it's people go to them uh because of their dynamic and yeah yeah so often um the creators are the hook yes which is which is kind of an amazing play because because then you can talk about anything and your audience will come because of you mm-hmm but then there are also the parts where, like you say, the guitar videos, no talking. Mm. They're the videos where they have to title no talking because they know that the audience is there for the guitar and not them. Yeah. And it's and it's yeah, it's where it's very, very weird. If you want to if you want to course in like patience and how how much patience the average YouTube viewer has, mm. uh, then all you need to do is skim along the play bar on any YouTube video that's sponsored. Mm-hmm. And you will see the most rewatched uh, moment on pretty much all of those sponsored videos yeah. is where the sponsored ad segment ends uh. because most YouTube people cannot bear to sit through 30 seconds to one minute of something that isn't what they clicked on. Oh yeah. I'm very guilty of that. I hate being sold to, um, even though I completely understand why people do it and, yeah. I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm way less anti it than I used to be. I'm the same. I will just skip. If it's a podcast or a YouTube video, I'm just like, no, just out of principle. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you and you do, you do, you spam that, you spam the thing. But that, and and I'm yeah. not saying like, this is not me preaching and saying you need to listen to those ads and stuff because you don't. Whatever, who cares? Mm. Like at the end of the day, the creators probably made their money, and yeah, you don't need to be sold to, like you said. Mm. Um, but it, but it is just interesting that so many people will just be like. This is let, let's say this podcast is two hours, mm-hmm. and you're asking your audience for one minute that isn't what they clicked on it for. Mm-hmm. They will always ninety nine percent of the time go no and yeah. fast forward through it. And it, it, I just find that so interesting. Yeah, um, and it's why it's why TikTok and it's why YouTube have just zero and their algorithms specifically have just zeroed in on this like your your thumbnail has to be right your title has to be perfect yeah, your, yeah just and it, all of that is is so insane but it's very interesting but anyway this is this is more me ranting about youtube than anything else no it's it's, <laughs> it's an interesting springboard because I, I wanted to ask you about this um so in terms of yeah creating videos and like i said i'm aware of you because of yeah the mr sunday movies channel i and i think like you said, they're a really interesting one to pick on, right? Because what you've got to do there as a creator, I find fascinating, right? Because you, as you say, they're already an established entity. They've got a yeah. very successful podcast. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you are aware this is an audio medium. So people look <laughs> like myself, more than happy to listen to Weekly Planet and all the rest of the stuff that they do just to hear them. Now yeah. you're going to their YouTube channel 
now you have to go in particularly i was watching one of the videos today where it's just them talk it's a caravan of garbage thing where they you know they're talking about a thing i can quite happily listen to that audio but now i'm watching the video and i was watching it today thinking like yeah i wonder how you as a creator as a video editor approach that right because now you've got to add mm. this other component to something that's already established that already has an audience yeah how do you sort of approach that kind of what's your i guess what's your creative process once you get sent that audio file of these two guys going back and forth like where do you go from there um so so like it kind of comes down to because like like you say right there's two approaches to it one is you know if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah and they're specifically james and mason's uh format is definitely not broken yeah like it's great um and they're as i said earlier as kind of well-known and highly regarded as they are is because they are fantastic at what they do mm. so my responsibility um to edit one of their videos and what i i co-edit obviously um caravan with ben uh, so more often than not ben takes the the leading pass on a caravan video okay um which is so so luckily he's already made some kind of creative choices that i don't have to i'm not burdened with like yeah. the first thing because that's like such a big series for them interesting um but no, so like often if I get like a, a solo video that I will do for, mm -hmm. for James, um, it's a, it's a just about adding to it. Like mm -hmm. what, cause it, cause it works. So you mm -hmm. already know that video, like you said, has a built in audience and has people that will click on it regardless of what it is. Yeah. Um, case in point, James made a video, I think a couple of years back about some weird like souflaki advert. <laughs> Yeah, I remember and that. It, like it's such a departure <laughs> from like what he tends to talk about, but it worked and it yeah. and it was and it went down well. Um, but no, so it comes down to adding on to it, um, and and that's that's again where the visual component of video editing is so fascinating mm. because you can and I think Nick Mason, Nick Mason has said stuff like this on the podcast before. Like so often he'll he'll like go on a tangent or like mm -hmm. he'll he'll take a joke. Um, as you know, the comedian that he is, and he'll run with it, and it will be gold. Mm. Now, our job is to if we we have a kind of responsibility because we can make that joke fall flat as a pancake. Yeah. If we, you know, take James will automatically laugh. If we cut James's laugh out, it mm. sounds like no one found that joke funny. Yeah, that's um, a point. Mm. And it also like also if we don't enhance it with a visual gag yeah if we like just play a cricket sound effect or something as basic as that mm. we can influence your decision to laugh at that joke or not mm. which is like crazy responsibility to pass to someone yeah. <laughs> i think um but no it more than often than not it comes down to finding the right clip to do the right thing like uh collings um uh, obviously um i think he, he edits the podcast and he also edits um like a lot of the recaps and then like a lot of the videos on james's channel mm. he is he has the the, the brain like he, he's got such a, a a depth of pop culture knowledge in mm -hmm. terms of like the clips that he can pull from yeah um and like i'm talking the basic things like when james says leave a like instead of um on a he says leave a like on a shazam video for example mm -hmm. and instead of just playing like the you know like the like graphic that mm -hmm. we play uh he'll find a clip of shazam putting his thumbs up which is mm. obviously the symbol for leaving a like and like mm. it, it it's about how to enhance stuff yeah um and to make it better there's basically if you've clicked he releases everything he does to my knowledge um in an audio format okay so if you've clicked on the video then you must 
like the video to a degree to not be listening it to it in probably the more accessible and easier to mm. kind of uh, take in format. Um, yeah. So it's about respecting that time and never phoning it in, which is like, I hate, I, I, I might, I'm not going to call out any specific channels. This isn't me starting drama. Because um, a lot oh, of the time... <laughs> no, no, you won't get that out of me. No, but a lot, a lot of the time, I don't blame people for doing it because a lot of the time, yeah. again, they're up against that three-day relevancy window. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. With, with YouTube. Um, but I hate it when people just take trailer footage and just play it, play like four trailers over their 10-minute video. Because I'm just yeah. like, it's... Why am I watching it at that point? Agreed. Um... And you know that that sounds like I'm being reductive to their content. I'm sure they have amazing opinions, mm. but it doesn't need to be a video at that point. Yeah. Um. And but it's just the format that they're in. That's YouTube, so it has to have some kind of visual component to it. Sure. Um. And yeah, but that that's kind of how I approach it, really. I guess I just I take into consideration that someone is someone is taking twenty minutes of their day to stop and watch, as opposed to listen while they clean the house, like mm -hmm. I do. Um, and, and it's about respecting their time and just trying to enhance what's already there. Cause the material's gold, what you're working with is already brilliant. So mm -hmm. it's just about finding a way to try and make it better, which sounds a bit, you know, like, Oh, look at what we do kind of thing. But it's not about, it's not that at all. It's more like, yeah, just trying to find a way to add on and mm. make something cooler, even though it was already pretty cool to begin with. Yeah, and I don't think it's um, in any way, yeah, knocking what what you've been given at all. I think actually it makes more sense. You've got to enhance it because you're now taking that audio to a different platform, as you said earlier. It's a visual platform. It's the reason why so many people, you know, go on to YouTube is to watch something. So yeah, yeah it makes total sense. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, you've you've obviously got to think about it and try and figure mm. out what's the best way to enhance it and. Yeah, I do always admire the the amount of variety of stuff that you guys <laughs> seem to pull just for references, visual references. It never ceases to amaze me. Like I'm watching stuff and yeah, it's just some brilliant clips that I just think, how on earth what? What did you think of that? And <laughs> you know, or like, where did you get that from? But it's but it works. Even if it's stuff I've never seen, I have no idea what it is. It's just like I I think you're right. It enhances the experience for sure. Yeah, I'll give I'll give the guys their credit there because I'm I'm the worst of the bunch in that regard. Like <laughs> right. Matt Matt and Collins are on a different level in terms of like mm. their like I said earlier they're they're kind of their the depth of their knowledge of just random stuff. Yeah, um, that that would be perfect for certain moments in certain videos. Um, they're brilliant at it. Ben is so much better than me at it. Um, I, I tend, I'm really lazy with that kind of stuff sometimes. I tend to, like, if I can't think of anything mm. and it's like a, a boardroom gag or something, I'm like, I'm going to pull a clip from Succession and just put it in. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, but yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, some of the stuff that they do, some of their work is, is like genuinely really impressive. Cause mm. it, and you have to think, uh, kind of, it caters to everyone, like the audience for that channel specifically, but more kind of, you know, to be, to speak in a vaguer context. Um, other channels in general um mm -hmm. youtube is accessible to absolutely everyone i don't know what their terms of service state the state that the age requirement is but it's for everyone if we're mm. speaking honestly yeah um and and like you know you, you put in a clip from a, a tv show from the 40s or 50s or something someone that could be someone's favorite show 
Yeah. And to, to me and you, that is just, I have no idea what that is, but that's made someone really happy that mm. someone has gone. I, I remember the stupidest example of this is I put a, um, James was talking about like if he had three wishes in a movie or something. Um, and I put a clip from an old Nickelodeon TV show called Genie in the House. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, almost no one remembers that show. It ran for one season and it got cancelled. It was genuinely terrible. Mm. Um, and everyone that's been in it has admitted since, yeah, I got paid and I left. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's just a terrible show. But I remember looking through the comments, um, which, again, which sometimes is a terrible idea. I would not, <laughs> never recommend that. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I just stopped at one that said, like, so happy to finally see Genie in the house getting the recognition it deserves. Yeah. And I was like, clearly it meant a lot for that guy to see it. Yeah, that's awesome. It, yeah, it meant enough for him to take time out of his day or her day to, to comment on it. So yeah. it's cool. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah, I, I do agree. Yeah, normally a bit of a dumpster fire when it comes to uh, <laughs> places to go. Uh, yeah, comments, basically. But, I don't know, sometimes it can be quite positive. But yeah, I like that. I genuinely like that. I think that's that's great. And yeah, what a cool thing that like you guys have obviously made the effort to go and do that. and it's. You could just, like you said, be lazy and think, oh, no, no one's going to care. What's this one season? Who cares? No one's going to miss yeah. this. I could just clip this out or just ignore it and move on. But the fact that you like put that in shows that you're like, no, no, I'm going to do this. It's worth the effort. <laughs> and I think on a, on a hard you know, day of work, you're constantly fighting with the knowledge that a lot of people just listen to audio versions or mm. play YouTube videos on their phone without looking at the phone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like so many, so there's so many days where I've been, I've had like a grueling five minutes left on an edit, and I'm going, no one cares about this, and I'm going, but that's not the point. You're getting paid. You should care mm. about this. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and do you know what, Lawrence? This is something that I think has come up a bunch of times in all sorts of topics, and I think it's still true when it comes to anything creative mm. i think it has to be it has to come from a place of i think of want right and of passion yeah, from absolutely. you in order for it to just be worthwhile because if you're not enjoying it as a creator and i find this with podcasting all the time with like editing or putting things in i'm like i have to do it because i'm enjoying it you know mm. and then and i always think that that's reflected in the work whenever you're creative if you're passionate about it if you want it to be the best version that you can possibly make it you'll go that extra mile you'll go and dig out that random clip from a show that no one remembers 20 years ago because you yeah. care about it and because you're like no no this is what i want to do i want to make that the best and i would imagine that's something that goes through your head of like yeah okay it's five minutes who cares i care yeah you know, exactly. I, I want this to be the best that i can be and I suppose as well, as someone who's getting paid right by other people, I, I suppose, is there an element of that for you that's like, I also want them to feel like I'm actually trying. I'm not just phoning it in. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's like, even earlier when I said there's like some channels that I can almost like turn off my brain and just turn on like autopilot editor. Yeah. Like, even that, like, there's a there's a science to it. I'm not I'm not taking that approach because I'm like, oh, I hate this content and therefore mm. uh, my job should be bad like no, no. <laughs> like people don't like people with real jobs don't wake up on a monday morning and just like pour their coffee over their computer because they don't like data entry or whatever <laughs> no. like it, that, yeah. that's not the approach yeah um so no it, like yeah there is absolutely an element of that when it's firstly when people and this goes across the board with absolutely every profession everywhere mm. if people are paying you then you should respect that and deliver them the service product whatever that they are asking for Agreed. Um, just because I mean, that's just common courtesy, isn't yeah, it? Really. Yeah. 
Um, and and I think that like when you when you love what you do and you're able to go the extra mile and you want to take maybe more time than it's worth, maybe more time than you are getting paid to spend on it. Mm. That's just where love of your work comes out and pride in what you do. Mm. Um, and that, you know, just because you're not seeing money in the bank from that, that's not a bad thing. Like mm. God forbid people do stuff that they enjoy for right. just enjoying its sake. Yeah. yeah. And I always feel like the audience can tell. I feel yeah, like absolutely you know, they can. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's, there's instances where like, there's factory made stuff do you know what i mean mm -hmm. and, it, and it feels soulless um yep. there's 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 stuff out there um oh, what what i had a good example for this earlier and i've i've kind of forgotten it now so i apologize but there's okay. like there's there's kind of so often um like and th this is a style of editing that i again it's not for me it's never going to be something i would like to view mm -hmm. uh, or create um, but there's like a lot of um, gaming channels out there that will, um, they're like they'll they'll do something. Um, they'll 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 let's say they're playing I don't know like some sort of life simulator like Sims whatever that'll that'll do as an example. Uh -huh. um, and like the Sim will go get a glass of milk or a glass of juice or whatever from the fridge, right? And then they'll just put in that vine where that guy goes, he needs some milk or something or yeah. whatever that vine is, and it's like. I, that's nothing to me like it just yeah. if you if you found it funny credit to you i'm not going to try and take anything away clearly some people love it yeah <laughs> right? but like that that to me it feels there's an element of like like where, where where's the passion where's the like mm. where's the soul behind the decision making and stuff um which i which i'm also aware um and i've been accused of this before on my own podcast no less um, <laughs> right. where which it, it it can come across as like oh look at me and all pretentious and everything like that but I, I i do think there's a difference in like being pretentious and then just having a bit of pride in what you do yeah um, no no and I, I agree. wanting to deliver something to a to a good standard yeah yeah i i 100 percent agree yeah there's um yeah it's it's a tricky one like you say because you don't you don't want to be dismissive as you say or or arrogant or anything like that but I agree. No, I think I think there is such a thing as having pride in work and, and also being a bit objective, you know, and looking at what yeah. someone else has done creatively and going, yeah, I can tell that you just you're not trying hard enough, or like you know yeah. maybe you, you need to do this or do that. And uh, yeah, or, cr like, criticism is valid at the end of the day. Yeah, it is. And like, and also I think like to say they're not trying hard enough is also maybe like there's something in that where it's like they probably are. It takes mm -hmm. a lot of work to run. Fair. like a successful channel but like mm. it, it's just clearly their their passion and their their kind of time spend is not in the creative process it may be in like the recording process for example and like right yeah, yeah. or just uh, just bogs i don't know any youtuber that is like this but like their their passion may be writing the script or planning right. the, the how they're going to record the video i find that very rare mm. um because nine times out of ten youtubers will want to just get into the creative side mm. of it. That's why they do what they do. Um, but no, like, yeah, I just, I, there's some parts, and this is, this is obviously bias coming from a video editor, but like mm -hmm. when it, it, it's so upsetting sometimes when you see like amazing content, like what this person's saying is so insightful and, and clever or, or just the way they're delivering a very uninsightful and, and not clever thing is so engaging that I, that I'm, 
paying attention to every word. But then, like, it's, like, delivered in, like, a terrible... It's like, right, the way I can describe it is... Uh, what's your favourite, like, takeaway to get? Ooh, that's a very good question. <laughs> so, I know it's so out of left field, but it stick is with a bit, me on and it. Also, and also, I don't... <laughs> I don't get a lot of takeaways. <laughs> what, what, what was, like, um, the last nice meal that you oh, ate? Oh, no, I tell you what. Uh, probably tortilla is one we go to quite a bit. Um, yeah, I go to okay. So, I like, I like a good burrito. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, so let's say, like, how it feels to have, like, content that has so much potential in a badly made video mm -hmm. is, like, uh, someone makes you the perfect burrito. Mm -hmm. They bring it to you. You're so excited to eat it, and then they throw it at your wall, and you have to eat it <laughs> off of the wall. Like, that, that's how it feels, like, in the sense of... Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah. it's all there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But why did you bring it to me in such an odd way? Yeah, no, I get that. I kind of feel... Perhaps similar to like, yeah, if I was listening to, oh, I, I, again, music, if I'm listening to music, mm. I, I feel like mixing is another one. I was just quite similar to video editing of you've got all the ingredients and yeah, you might be like, this is an amazing song. Yeah. But it's so badly mixed, you know, <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> yeah. hear the drums or I can't hear the voice or whatever, you know, and it just, like you say, you you put off. So, no, I get that. I get that with, with videos and I like the burrito analogy more though. Definitely. I remember that one. <laughs> but. I, just, I wanted to ask on, on the back of that then, because I feel like you're in quite an interesting position on a channel like Mr. Sundays, for example, where there's a team of editors. Yeah. How does that work for you then, sort of working with different people and their different styles and different ideas? Oh, right. Yeah. So it, it's, um, it, it, was, it was a hard thing to start doing because my, my, my introduction to working with James was so like bizarrely out of the blue and mm -hmm. like also just lucky like i didn't there's there's a million other video editors that are better than me that probably would make better videos than me um and it just so happens but are, are you aware of how i got started with james i can't recall no so it was um james obviously has you know this but for the people that don't um that uh that channel's viewers have um uh have like this very kind of um community friendly facebook group Mm -hmm. um where we're just you know like-minded people it's one of the nicest places on the internet truthfully mm. um where like-minded people just talk about the stuff that they love but we've all made a silent pact and agreement to just not be terrible human pe uh human beings mm. while we do it um because so often someone be like i love star wars and be like, i love star wars too and they're like yeah but i hate kathleen kennedy and women suck and i'm like oh well, i hate mm. you then <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't want to bond with you about star wars because you're terrible mm. um but it's yeah. It basically, I I I made I was I was kind of in a rut with my job at the time, um, and I did not like what I was doing. Um, and I made a video, um, just a very like a two minute video. I got on a microphone and was like, just so presumptuous and like I I don't think I would have done it now. Um, but like I made a video going like, hey, I can edit videos in this style, and I'd love to have a job. Like it was so presumptuous. Mm. Um, but the post did well. Um, and it resulted in Ben seeing it, and now Ben is one of my close friends and, and colleagues, obviously. Um, so Ben was able to bring me in, and Mitch, before that, who worked on the channel, was um, was also able to like give me my first shot because there was a video that needed to be uploaded on a certain day, mm -hmm. and no one else had time to do it, and Mitch couldn't do the whole thing himself. Right. And and he luckily remembered that I had that. Um, I, I made that video, and he was like, this guy is all I've got, clearly. <laughs> like, this is the last ditch hope that I have. And I, was, and I wasn't, I'm better now, but I wasn't 
I wasn't like terrible then, but I'm, I wasn't great. Mm. Um, and, and that, that was the reason I told that story anyway, was because that was, I had about one day turnaround to reckon with how do I do it? Like these guys do it. Yeah. And how do I, how do I blend my style, but also like still kind of like, how do I, how do I respect the brand, which I don't think James would appreciate me saying brand, but like every channel has a tone and no, a feeling. It's true. Yeah. 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 Um, and how do I, how do I respect that, but also kind of add my flair to it? Cause I also saw it as an opportunity. I was like, I wanted to mm. make an impact. I wanted to have the best edit possible, but then you don't want to go overboard and yeah. show offy because then you, you take attention away from James and Mason, which like being honest is the reason anyone clicks on their videos. Like we spoke about. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, no one clicks on a video to see what I did with mm. the visuals. That's supposed to be an, a cherry on top. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, but, but I had about a day to reckon with how do I, how do I mix into this style? And I think it's, it's about having a level of respect for what they do. Um, and the reason James's channel is successful in the first place because I'm fairly certain he used to edit a lot of his own stuff. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you'd like it comes up. He obviously doesn't edit much of his own stuff now because mm. um, he he has the the team of editors. Mm. Um, but every now and again he will um, he will send us like, oh, I've I managed to get started on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the tone is consistent with what we do now. Right. Um, and I realized on one of those occasions, like this often doesn't elevate beyond what James intended for it to be. Mm. Um, and it's just about finding a way to keep it clean, keep it, you know, the technical aspects. I export stuff in 60 frames per second because it makes animations look smoother. Um, I, you know, will sometimes touch up the audio if there's like, say if someone moved away from the microphone, I'll try and correct that a little bit. Mm. Um, so it sounds cleaner. Uh, but yeah, it's basically just the, respecting the style because there's a reason it's popular. Uh, but then also, like, don't be af- afraid to like add a bit of flavor to it. Yeah. Um, like I, I still think when I watch it, and maybe this is me being like having my like you know laser focused eyes on it. Um, but like I can tell which editor edited what video for James before they before I see their credit at the end. Yeah. Um, but that's just because I know there's certain things that Matt will do that Collings will do differently and, yeah. and Ben will do differently to me and X, Y, Z. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of it really. I, and also people, people talk to each other as well. Like yeah. it, it, if I was to suddenly like, like imagine if I, in the middle of a James video once I, I just like popped my head in mm. and then like started talking, James would be like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. This is not yeah. what we want. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that's the main thing. It's a communication, but also um, just following the kind of the footsteps of what was there before you started working for those people, and and you know hopefully changing and you know constantly molding and adding your own um, fresh kind of uh, take on it, but you know never 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 change it to the point where it's unrecognizable because then that's mm-hmm. That's presumptuous. You're making a, a a judgment on what you think the audience want when they're already there for what they want. Yeah, I suppose. It, yeah, it does come back to what we were talking about earlier. Essentially, you're a collaborator in that sense. Yeah. So yeah, you've got to fit in with everybody else's style, and yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, I find that quite interesting because it's 
it's one of those things, isn't it? That like YouTube and sort of how, as you say, how in particular we're talking about Mr. Sunday here got mm. started. It was a solo endeavor. You say doing it all, having that tone, having all of it was, it was like, you say his brand. I'm going to say it. That's, like it or not, that's the truth, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, but, it, but that's, yeah, it is. And it is that, yeah. I find, I have found it really interesting as a fan, just watching over the years, like the transition from like it being just this independent thing to then handing it over to a team of people who are mm. keeping it going. But I think it's, you've hit upon something quite key, I think. And what I find, again, fascinating about this area of, of pop culture and in video editing, it's like, yeah, you, you can either be your own sort of creative voice, doing your own thing, making your own stuff, or you can fit in quite nicely with someone else's. Yeah. And I guess the key there is just, like you said, being respectful, being a fan, appreciating it for what it is and going, right, I'm not here to add my own flair or whatever. I'm just here to make this hmm. work. Um, yeah. And I like that approach. I think that takes level of, frankly, I think humility and also just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Competence. There we go. Ironic. Oh. I couldn't think of that word, but there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> Not unlike me on this podcast, but never mind. <laughs> no, but I, I think you are right, though. Like, it, it does. Uh, yeah, it takes... Um, what you said about it being a fan is, mm. is just accurate. Like, I think there are some channels you really, really have to... Or some... Because this isn't obviously just about YouTube. That's where most of my experience is rooted. Mm. But um, you, you have to you have to think what you're doing is cool to a degree. Yeah. Or you at least, even if you don't think it's cool, you have to at least appreciate that there are people that will think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, I, I, I have done work for a lot of um, like gaming channels and stuff. And I'm not a gamer. I don't play half of those games. Mm. Um, the one instance, um, uh, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm terrible at Fortnite, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I'll and say, I, and I, yeah. <laughs> yeah and i i just like I, but i find it fun i think i think that game gets a bad rap for like being basically 12 year olds but like mm. it's it's a fun game and i'm terrible at it but there are i've edited for channels that make their entire living off of being fantastic at that game yeah um and who know every detail about the guns and and it, it, all of this stuff about it and that's lost on all of me yeah but you have to register that someone out there wants every single one of those details that that guy is giving absolutely um, so it, you have to approach it from a place of like even though this isn't for me someone out there is going to think this is the best thing ever so i have to deliver it in the best way possible there's no point mm-hmm. going into something and going this sucks so i'm going to make it worse like what a what a pessimistic attitude <laughs> to take on anything yeah <laughs> like- i agree i agree absolutely yeah as you said earlier you're there to enhance it so yeah get on with it absolutely yeah Yeah, absolutely so how many sort of different channels do you currently do work for then um so there's a few um i won't go into like this this is not me being top secret or anything but there's like there's a few that i haven't like checked out about me coming on the podcast and talking about no that's fine that's fine um but yeah so basically there's a few that i do um to some obviously there's james and uh, mr sunday movies which we've spoken about a whole bunch um but then there's there's other channels i mentioned film speak up top he's mm-hmm. very much um he takes like uh that to call them just like movie reviews is kind of reductive he's a very knowledgeable and insightful guy mm-hmm. um and he he spends a lot of time kind of 
digesting the emotional arcs of characters in movies um right okay and, and often he often focuses on ones that are often overlooked as well like um he's he's known for um he's known for excuse me uh he's known right. for like primarily um james bond content a lot of the stuff um and he will quantum of solace is often regarded as like the worst bond film at least in the Daniel Craig era. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he made like an hour long video a couple of years ago that was basically about like how you, he can see why people think like that, but also they're ignoring certain components of the film that don't speak to their thesis that it's the worst movie in the world or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, so that, yeah, that's so. It, so James, uh, kind of a film focused channel, um, a few gaming yeah. channels, um, which, yeah are, are rewarding in their own right because they are they're quick to make and they're often silly and they're just a chance for you to be able to be like right i don't need to think of a million pop culture references for this i just sure. need to make this guy a good gaming video mm. um and yeah that's that's kind of as my regular roster that's kind of um how it goes i did a bit of work for um NerdSync, uh scott which is another oh, channel yeah. um mm -hmm. yeah so i've done i've done some work for him um yeah that's that's kind of mainly it there's there's often kind of you don't want to bog yourself down with too many clients at one time because then mm. you can't focus on anything <laughs> like sure yeah, yeah. And, I, and i imagine as well just from your point of view as as a creator it's like you've also got to try and balance all those different styles and if you're taking on too much yeah that kind of makes yeah. sense yeah, you put, I mean, you definitely put, there's an element of you definitely put on like different hats for yeah. the day. There are some days where I'll approach um, some someone's work and I will just go, I don't have that kind of editing in me today. Sure. Um, yeah. And so I, what I need is a, a day to watch sitcoms <laughs> kind of <laughs> half and half while I edit something that I know I could edit yeah. without giving it like my complete and so undivided attention yeah um or at least certain parts of it obviously when it comes down to like a polishing on every video you need to be <laughs> looking at what you're doing yes um but yeah there, so there, there there are there's you wear different hats um for different genres um and mm -hmm. it's yeah a lot of the time it's when it's more retention focused it is easier to just go right bang 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 i know when the cuts are going to be because i can see when the silences aren't uh when the silences are apparent and uh, yeah, that's yeah. Basically, that's what it is. Interesting. So I wonder, Lawrence, for someone who's listening, perhaps is thinking like, yeah, do you know what? I quite fancy getting into this. Like, where would you say is a good place for them to start? Uh, don't. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, go away. Um, <laughs> I need the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's already a kind of an oversaturated market, so don't even think about it. You're, <laughs> we're, we're gatekeeping editing. You're banned. Um, no, it, it, it. So it's. Every, everyone starts in a different way. Like, I, I mean, I'd said it as a joke, but the, the market is so oversaturated. Mm. And not only is it oversaturated, we're, we're a new industry um, in the sense of like, again, I'm speaking mainly in, on the behalf of like YouTube video editors, because again, that is where all my kind of experience is. I've done work outside of YouTube, but it's mm -hmm. that's often like a, an extra bit of work as opposed to my main kind of... Um, profession um but yes yeah, someone that was wanting to come into it um it's it can be a, an unusual space it's very um there's a podcast called the editing podcast um that is has logan paul's editor hayden hillier smith mm -hmm. um and they speak at length about how it's the wild west 
um, of an industry because no one knows what they should pay people. People coming into it don't know what they should be paid. Mm. There's no, more often than not, there's no kind of legal documentation drawn up as opposed to like working hours or mm. conditions. Deadlines are often flexible and yeah. change on, on a whim. Um, so it can, you have to be able to roll with punches. Um, and that's not to say that all of that kind of behavior is acceptable. It's just, unfortunately, sometimes the state of what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you, if you want to do what it is, if you want to video edit, then, you know, of, 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 sadly that is the space you might be entering. Mm. Um, but yeah, a good place to start is, is just, you have to have a creative passion for what you want to do. Like you have mm -hmm. to. You have to be interested in something and more often than not your 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 interest in a in a topic will be very valuable to a creator mm -hmm. that makes videos on that topic because yeah if you like like if you make movies exclusively about films mm -hmm. um if, if sorry if you if you approach a channel that makes videos about films and you're more of a tv guy then yeah you're not you're not going to be a good fit yeah um, and that's not to say you can't do it, but it's just to say that there's probably someone better for it that they'll end up choosing. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I don't know. There's a, there's an argument about like whether video editors should go to film school or not. Um, I, I never did, but I did do, um, and this, this will, <laughs> this is maybe a, uh, an insight into like how useful it is. Um, I, I, I did a, I have a master's degree in post-production editing, um, wow. which yeah, it's cool. It's never got me a single job <laughs> like, and, and it's, you know, it's great and right. it sits on my wall nicely. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, how I got my start, as I already kind of alluded to earlier, mm -hmm. um, was just by just by being there and being a constant irritation. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like just going, Hey, I could do that. Oh, there's a, this movie's coming out soon. If, if, you, if you want a video editor, I could probably edit that video for you. And mm. just having a body of work and then like, um, but, but like have a, have a level of respect for yourself. I, I came into it. Um, and this is not with any, any big name to client and I'd never name them anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I came into it and it's so easy to, be so keen for the opportunity that you forget your self-worth. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I, I made a lot of videos for way too little money. Right. Um, that took a lot of my time. They were useful in the sense that I could take those videos and use them as a portfolio and a body of work to show people that would be more worth time spent mm -hmm. with. Um, but, you know, you have to... It, 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 it can be so hard to start and you'll, you're, you'll immediately get hit with a channel that goes, I'd love to have you as a video editor, and you think everything's going great. And then they, one, maybe don't pay you mm. because they don't know you and they can get away with it, and you right. never drew up a contract. Yeah, yeah. Or two, they might renegotiate your fee because they don't like the product, which they were going to do regardless of the quality of the work anyway. Yeah. Or they can, they can just decide... Uh, I'd like to fairly pay you for your work. And, but in their mind, a fair pay for your work is hilariously undervaluing what you've done. Right. Um, so yeah, it can be a scary place to enter. Um, you have to be creative to want to do it. Um, I, you're going to be facing some long days. 
Um, this is sorry. I know you said like, what's your advice? This no, is more a fine. warning for people. It's fine. Um, it's honestly fine. I feel like this is something that, yeah, I feel like you you can translate this to almost anything where you're trying to take a creative um, part of yourself and turning it yeah. into a living. Mm. Is yeah, it's it's that huge mistake that so many creatives do. We've we've all done it. But yeah, you undersell yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because no, you, you totally want fair. the opportunity. Mm. You're so you're so keen for the work that you forget the amount of work that will go into it. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, and then you're there, and you're conscious that you want to take a lot of time on the video that you're being criminally underpaid for because yeah. you don't want them to stop criminally underpaying you. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a horrible cycle that you can get trapped in, and I think that the industry is getting better for it, mm-hmm. and most creators um, that are worth their salt in by way of like they use this as their primary income mm-hmm. a lot of them know better than to be kind of um uh like predatory on n- newcomers to the industry yeah um but you know every single job has horrible people out there I was gonna that say, will yeah. just exploit you mm-hmm. yeah if they can um i mean it's either that or <laughs> people trying to design ai tools to just cut out video editors entirely of the process yeah uh yeah I find that kind of hilarious, this idea that of anything, so I've heard a lot of podcasters talk about it and, and music mm. editors as well, and also you know, mixes, as I said earlier, all those people in those industries where they're helping to finalize a product or create something, all this talk about, oh, but AI is going to take up. No, it won't. No, it won't. It won't. And to come back to what we said earlier, you, you hit the nail on the head earlier, like you can tell. You know, like yeah. that heart and soul that a human being can put into something, that thought, that care. And no, it doesn't matter how good your software is. It's not, it's not going to do that. It's not going to think to go back and look at that series from 20 years ago that no one remembers. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not going to make those references. It's not going to make those calls, those nuances that yeah. a human being is going to make. Well, there'll just be no love exactly. and compassion in it. Yeah. And like no, no kind of thoughtfulness or anything. It, there'll be... You know, it sounds it sounds so like ridiculous to say that like they're made with emotion behind them, but they are. Yeah, of course, they are. Absolutely. Everything's made with emotion behind it. Um, mm-hmm. By that of just even if you do it, do it. You know, you do a poor job or you do a good job. It's because you were having a good or bad day, and that can all be felt in a project. Exactly. Um, because you know when something's rushed and when it's not. Because you can see a polished video, and then you can see a video that was clearly made in a hurry. Yes. Um, and yeah, AI just the, the look. There's a there's a place for it, and this isn't this is not me supporting it because I think it's such a dangerous idea. <laughs> but there, there's a place for it. I, I've I use a silence remover tool like that that is like it's a rudimentary software that's developed. Um, and this is this again. This is not a plug for it. It works in conjunction with video editors. Yeah, but there's a place to stop it because you yes. can't. You can't program a computer to put <laughs> like feelings behind into something. You can't. They a, a computer won't be able to pick up the nuanced joke that someone is making. Yeah, and know to emphasize it as a funny joke. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It just it, yeah. There, there's elements to it, like a silence remover. There's um. There's like a, even some editing softwares are built in with it, like a, an eye tracker, like that. Just you know, it can. If you if you like mask someone's face because you want to replace it with someone else's face or whatever, like mm-hmm. stuff, they they come built with those tools. Mm-hmm. But you should there should be someone using the tools. Mm. Like 
it, it like you wouldn't just kind of like put a hammer in the middle of a stack of wood and go build a house because the house it builds you is going to be terrible. Like if that makes it, I'm yeah. full of terrible analogies no, today. No, I, it, I understand that. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I just, I agree. I think anyone who's listening again, is maybe thinking, Oh, what's the point? It'll be AI. No, forget that. It's just, no, it won't. It yeah. won't be. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. That, that's what the people that are building the AI are telling you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because they want you to buy the software, funny enough. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. You, once you realize you're being sold to, yeah, it's it's eye-opening once mm. you realize, like, oh, it can't do all of that. No. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it, it will. I think it will always be a... a it's, it's a skill. It's like, it is, mm-hmm. a, it is a talent. And, like, that's not me saying I'm, like talented at it but it's like there are people like people win awards for it yeah because quite frankly some people are great at it and Mm -hmm. and and some people aren't and some people don't have a talent for it and that's not to say they don't have a talent for anything else but it's a case of like you have to approach it in a certain way and every every single video has to be approached in a different way Mm -hmm. because you know unless you know, in the rare instance that someone has wrote the exact same thing and put the exact same clips out there, uh, every video is different. And yeah. like how YouTube's been going for about almost, I think it's almost 20 years. It probably is over 20 years by now. Yeah. Um, But the, like, there's so many videos on that platform and no two one of them are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's because human beings are behind them and right. human beings make them. The second computers make them, it's going to become the same thing that a lot of like pop culture article websites and news yes. like journalism becomes. And it's just made by a computer that tracks keywords and yeah. puts them in. Yeah. Ex- that, that's a great example. You're right. That's a great sort of parallel thing right there of, yeah, like the journalism yeah. thing you can tell, you can tell of straight course. away when you're reading an article, Oh, a machine made this. Yeah. So, and it's, yeah. and, and that's, su- it sucks to see. And it sucks that so many people are like, this is the best thing ever. I'm like, it's dangerous and terrible. <laughs> yeah, and like, and like anything as well. Like, it's just, I think if you if you're looking at it something from a creative point of view, and you're leaning on a machine to do it, it's just going to turn people off. Yeah. You mean imagine if you know, <laughs> like I'm throwing the guy under the bus. Keep mentioning him. Imagine if if one day James turned around and said to you, like, I'm firing all of you, and I'm going to use this <laughs> AI software. Mwahahaha. <laughs> And yeah. he would lose so many followers within weeks because you just go, oh, these are terrible. He, he would just know straight away. And yeah, and not only that, is that like, one, the audience can detect it, but two, the audience have compassion for people that lose their jobs. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like, my, I, I, I know this is like taking it to the nth degree, but my dad still has a problem um, when he's in supermarkets mm-hmm. using the self-checkouts. <laughs> He, he, oh, yeah, yeah. He, I know like, so many people that are like this, but yeah, go on. Yeah, and he like he, don't get me wrong, like he's yeah. he's lovely and he's an old man and he's 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 a grumpy old man sometimes as well. <laughs> but he's like he he just goes, I remember when it was all people mm. and and it sucks that like, you know, there's people out there that you know, obviously we're in the cost of living crisis and everything else, at least mm. in the UK and everything, but um there are people out there that need jobs and need work. Yeah. But there's but companies are too focused on saving money and giving that work to a computer that can do the same thing. Like, yeah, I mm-hmm. admit it's a convenience sometimes. Mm-hmm. But 
I also am, am able to recognize it sucks because someone else could do that and make money. And <laughs> like, as somebody who used to work with self-scan machines, I can tell you it doesn't save you any time. It's just <laughs> as much hassle. Um, yeah, I hate using them because yeah. you've still got a, you know, I mean, case in point, right? If, you, if you're in this country and you buy alcohol or medicine or anything like that, you need a human to step in anyway. So yeah, exactly. it's kind of yeah. like you're not saving anybody a job. But anyway, that's a that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's always someone there, isn't there? They're just wait, waiting to like it, it, yeah. I find it hilarious that there is there is someone who is employed to stand there and wait for the machine to break. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you the right, I'll tell you this. Um I so I used to work in a B and Q, which one of the worst places to have a self scan, right? When you think you're buying building materials for crying out loud, half the stuff you can't get on there, the amount of paint spills we dealt with. Um, I bet, yeah. Horrendous. Uh, but the thing I used to do, and I could admit this now, was so ours used to be located by this, these doors, the exit, and you would just get the basically the way the exit was built. It was so terrible. It was like a wind tunnel on it. Whenever you had a <laughs> gust of wind, and that would blow through the doors, and it would shake the machines. Oh my so, god! So yeah, they would go off constantly. Um, so in the end, <laughs> I, I had this like master panel behind the tills. I would just put a fob on, and I would just basically switch them off. I would just watch yeah. people and just see what they were putting in and just make and just double check that they were putting everything through. So half the time, I mean, I'm at, it's human error. I probably missed a few things, but oh, well, not my problem. Uh, that was over 10 years ago. But yeah, it's just that's the, that's the price that corporations have to pay when they take a human who has an ability yeah. to check these things yeah. out of the equation. Because yeah. I would literally just spend otherwise I would just spend my entire day just going in a circle between the between the four machines, basically just constantly doing that and switching them off or like checking them and yeah so yeah. all of that's to say that yes <laughs> machines ai stuff like you said it's you're absolutely right that the the fear is understandable i get why people talk about this stuff all the time and it is at the moment ai is like top of everybody's talking list you know you've got like this these yeah. these chat sites and all the stuff that you know are fun to play around with but in the grand scheme of things when it comes to creative things especially something like video editing podcasting whatever you're right. The human element is absolutely needed for sure. So yeah, I think people sure. will be fine. Um, I just wanted to ask Lawrence because I know we've we've been chatting for a little while now, um, and I and I've loved where this has gone. But was there anything that you wanted to talk about with this? Anything sort of left that we haven't touched on? Um, God, this is. I'm putting <laughs> maybe a very long pause here that you may need to cut out. <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's fine. I'm looking through my notes and I'm. I kind of uh, let's have a little look. look, look, look. Um, this is me constantly making noise because I'm unsure if you will cut this out or not. So <laughs> I, I, it depends how I'm feeling. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, then I'll keep making noise. And this is me talking to you while I listen, uh, while I while I list through my notes. Um, no, I, I right. I, there's there's one thing that I'll say, kind of, um, and it, I I think it's an interesting point to maybe touch on quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, is that like, and I, I spoke about, you know, the, to the credit of film school and, and, and my, I didn't go to film school, but my experience in getting a qualification in a creative art. Um, and it's that so often it can lead you to where you were always going to end up anyway, without the multiple thousand pound debt. Um, Fair point. And every, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, that's something to be wary of. And that's probably something I should have said for the new in the when you ask me what my advice would be to people that want to try this kind of work, mm. um, well, that's their fault if they've stopped listening. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that they, 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 you should have been here. You missed all this, all this insight. Um, so that's that. And that's, they're, they're, I'm moaning to no one. They're not here. Um, but no, my my the thing that I was kind of um, wanting to say is that I just think that like um, editing, like it, it can so often be the the, the backbone uh, to like a creative um, formula. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like you said it at the kind of the the opening of this chat. Like the it's everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. and like you can make uh, a well-directed film or TV episode or, or whatever series, um, you can make a brilliant documentary and stuff, but, and it comes back to, again, that, that Johnny Cash Logan trailer, um, mm-hmm. it comes down to what you do with it. Like it, it's so often like I have all the ingredients of a cake, but if I don't make the cake correctly, then it's not a cake. It's a bunch of raw eggs and flour. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, there, there I go again. with that. I promise I haven't wrote these down and I'm just like getting out my list of analogies. I promise. Um, <laughs> but no, like just, I just think like the best example, and I find this so fascinating. And if, if anyone hasn't already heard this, then it's, it'd be cool to like share it. Um, but again, this is probably nothing new. People probably have heard this, especially if they're over an hour into a chat about video editing anyway. Um, but like the the biggest one of the biggest franchises of all time uh, in Star Wars mm-hmm. um was famously absolutely terrible like the 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 first and that 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 sounds super reductive to what like George Lucas did cuz like pioneer in the industry game changing director um model work you know jobs for all just an absolute legend of the game is George Lucas <laughs> okay but he's famously a perfectionist. Yes, yeah. And and it's and it's widely reported that the like the early cuts mm. of Star Wars, the original as it was, you know, sounds so like oh, I'm purist and I love Star Wars to say like it wasn't back when it wasn't called a new hope when it was called Star Wars. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um the the early drafts submitted people were perplexed and people were like this is a mess of ideas. Mm-hmm. This is a tonal nightmare. Yeah, we don't know what to do with this, yep. and we really regret giving you money to do this. Yeah, but then again, my God, a legend of the game, Marcia Lucas uh, or Marcia Lucas uh, came in. I'm not quite sure how she pronounces it. Um, uh, who was George Lucas's wife at the time? I think they are now separated. I, mean, yes. I think he's married to someone else. Yeah. Um, she came in. And like again, just an absolute legend, just tore this film to shreds. Mm-hmm. Like, and keep in mind, this her husband at the time's passion project. Mm-hmm. She just she took the kill your darlings approach to like the nth degree, and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna murder these darlings. I'm gonna like, yeah. I'm gonna rip out stuff that you tell me is crucial because you know this, but no one else is gonna know this if this is how you give it to them." Yeah. Yeah, she's and she, yeah, and yeah, just she, she's incredible. Like she, um, she had like uh, 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 again, this how I got to know this was um a video from uh, Ben, uh, Ben from uh, I don't call him Ben from Canada when we're alone, um, <laughs> like and when we're just chatting, um, but how other people would know him is Ben from Canada. Um, he has a brilliant video on Star Wars, um, yeah. uh, and it's and it's about how um the. Uh, that like the a large portion of it at least is about how the trench run scene works so well. Yeah, and it's because it was just that at the, in the early drafts it was just Luke going down, and shooting it, 
mm-hmm. and it he misses and he shoots it again and it works. Mm. And in the final in the finished product, it's obviously they cut back. They they play with these sound effects that are out of sequence. There's there's a lot of sound effects that go dun 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 in mm. in that sequence, but they're not in time. They're not in a traditional, mm. like you're a musician. So like, mm-hmm. you know, the format of a regular beat, right? Yep. Um, is that tempo? Is that what you'd call it? I guess. Yeah. I guess a time signature maybe. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's something that's always messed with my head whenever I watch the film. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it, yeah. Cause it is very like staccato and you're kind of like, Oh, that's okay. But, it, yeah. but it's weirdly like, I don't know, quite adrenaline pumping now that I think about it. It puts you on the edge of your seat. That and that is, that is exactly why it's there because it's tension building and it unnerves you. It puts mm. you in a scenario that Luke has already tried this once and it didn't work. Mm. Now Luke's trying it again. You're supposed to be feeling exactly what everyone uh, at the um, I forget what that base is called. Um, they're not on Hoth. Hoth is Empire. Yavin Four. Yavin Four. Thank you. Um, it yeah, it puts you in the mindset of like Leia and all those other old guys with seventies mustaches in like. <laughs> In that yeah. Yavin 4 base. Yeah. Because they're all sitting there going, we're about to blow up. We're yeah. dead. And you're supposed to re-enter this familiar environment with Luke in the trench run um, or doing the trench run. But those sequ- those sound effects, those beats mm. out of sync, they just mess with your head and you they go, do. there's something wrong here. Yeah. And that's, and that's instinctual. You don't think to yourself, there's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. You know there's something wrong here. Yeah, yeah. And it's and I just find like the power that that one choice had, and that's by the way, that's one choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, the the impact that that can have on a finished product. Um, I mean, George Lucas will tell you to the tune of four billion. Like it's it's. <laughs> yeah. it, yep. It, the, the reason the film succeeded was because it was found in the edit. Yeah. Um. True. And I just there's there's countless films that kind of have that reputation as well, but like. I, 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 it's interesting to see editing coming back in a big way as like a highly respected format. Not that mm. it ever went anywhere, but like so often editors are given kind of nothing footage where studios mm. have got lazier. Yeah. What can realistically, what can an editor do with a two shot, a, a two shot on reverse and a mid shot? Mm-hmm. Nothing too interesting. Um, yeah. But then like films like Top Gun Maverick and like um, even a while ago, like Baby Driver and stuff like that. Yeah. Films that one of their biggest marketable assets is this is edited within an inch of its life. True. Yeah, I was just thinking, actually, Edgar Wright's like one that jumps out in my mind of like mm. being able to put things together really quickly. And he's, he's quite famous for those shots where it's something really boring, like someone's making a cup of tea and, you know, getting yeah. a toast in the morning. But he does edits, yeah, with his team, edits it in such a way that it's really frenetic and engaging yeah. you know um so yeah you're right that there is so much power to it and yeah i just i'm I, it's an art form that i must admit i've, I've paid more and more attention to over the last few years mm. and i'm glad that i have because i really do appreciate <laughs> it now I, I mean that sincerely like anything from like yeah. a youtube video hell even a good social media post or a big blockbuster mm. i can go oh oh that's quite an interesting i see how they've what they've done there and they've put that together yeah. that's really interesting because as you say, in the hands of somebody else, it could be completely different. I mean, don't want to go off too much in the tangent, but you've just reminded me there's that trend of people doing this on YouTube. I'm sure you've seen it. 
where like you take a movie and you just edit it differently and the tone completely shifts you know you can make a sick, yeah. you can make a comedy a horror for example you know and it's and it works and it, and that's all with someone just playing around with the edit you know yeah. so it's just proof right there there's there's lots of other examples obviously there's a fantastic video on youtube uh, I- I'd love to be able to tell you who the creator. I mean, they've got millions of subscribers. They don't need me to credit them. But like, <laughs> right. I'd love to be able to tell you who it was, but I genuinely can't remember. That made, um, I believe it was like the uh, it was Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. That's what it was. Okay. Um, and they made that into a comedy. They made a trailer as if it was like a super bad esque teen comedy. Um, and it's and it's brilliant. It's fantastic, and it it is. Again, it just shows you what can be done when you have kind of a bunch of raw materials and you're able to just approach it with a different creative mindset. Interesting. I wonder if it's Harry Potter spring teen comedy. Is that the one? Uh, it sounds like it could be. It's like a minute and a half has two million views. Um, That's more than likely it. Yeah. Then, yeah. Cleodus 14 I've got here, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. There you go. Mm. You've earned a shout out. Have another few million off the back of, <laughs> yeah. off the back yeah, of this podcast, he says. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, any of their success now, we're owed a portion of that absolutely. naturally. Absolutely. That's how that works. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So I've really enjoyed this chat and I, I sincerely hope that yeah, people listening to it start to gain an appreciation and I guess really take us home. Where can the good people find you if they want to know more about this, either if they want to get into it or if they just want to chat to you about it? Where's the good place? Where's the best place to find you? Um, so funny you say, where can they chat to me about it? You they can listen to me. <laughs> they can't oh, chat to me yeah. on an open. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so I, I do two podcasts, um, which are, one is, uh, Doctor Who solely, solely focused, uh, very strange niche. I understand uh, that's called still got legs. Uh, you can search that on wherever you get your podcasts. I have another podcast called another happy pod, um, which I'm, I'm now realizing the name gives away nothing about what that's about. <laughs> I know, but I love it. <laughs> uh, which is which is where we talk about uh, movies, TV shows, and pop culture stuff. Uh, and we just, yeah, we try and ignore a lot of uh, toxic nonsense in the discourse. Um, mm-hmm. And we more, I'm giving you the opening spiel here, but this is more often than not, we uh, we fail at that and end up just having a big row, <laughs> um, which which is more fun, I guess, to listen to. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it really. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's where they can find me. They, they, they can, like I say, they can listen to me. I don't know how much open dialogue they'll be able to have with me through listening to me talk to someone else. That's true. Um, I was thinking more Twitter yeah. and stuff as well, which I'll put in the show notes. So yeah. Oh, my Twitter is um, at Lawrence Heisey. No, at Lawrence underscore Heisey. Um, and do you know what? If you can't, if you don't know how to spell my surname, that is fair. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to be as desperate to be like it's spelt with an h and i and like, <laughs> i'm sure if you want to follow me that bad i'm sure you can find me somewhere I'll, I'll make life easier for everybody and put links in and it will be in the uh the title of this episode so if you know Perfect. if you're still that stuck then I, I i'm sorry i don't know what i can do <laughs> well good as long as i can still harvest my followers from this uh that that's good that's what i need I need to farm them for engagement. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can expect. Yeah, that's all I'm good for, I know. But still, I enjoyed the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's been my genuine pleasure. I'm really, really excited. Um, like I said, I think I said this before we were even rolling. Um, yeah, just thankful that I get to moan to someone about my job, basically, <laughs> for, for like a couple of hours or whatever. So. Oh, my pleasure, my friend. My pleasure. Well, thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you. 
And there we have it. Thank you so much, Lawrence, for coming onto the podcast and sharing this absolutely incredible topic with me. I learned a ton having this conversation with Lawrence, and I'm sure some of you out there did as well. So please be sure to get in touch with Lawrence, because I know he would love to hear from you. You can find all of his details in the show notes below, as well as links to his fantastic podcasts and YouTube channel. Also in those show notes, you can find the contact information for myself. If you would like to get in touch, let me know what you think of this episode or any of the episodes I've done, whether you're a new listener or a long-time listener, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me via email, Twitter, or Instagram. Again, that's all in the show notes for you. And yeah, let me know what you think. If you'd like to support the podcast, then there are a few simple ways to do so. The absolute top one is just tell somebody. I really don't mind how you do it. It's free. It's easy. Just let them know what you think of this podcast. You can even leave a five-star review on your favorite podcatcher. That's another way to help get the word out. If you do that, then please get in touch so I can give you the shout of praise that you deserve on the very next episode. It really is the least that I could do. And finally, if you want to throw a few pounds into the podcast, then simply head over to the coffee or Kofi page. Again, still not sure how you pronounce that. Either way, that's a donation page where you can throw in literally a pound or more to the podcast, and that would really help with the costs of running the show. Or you could head over to Redbubble and Tee Public, which are the official merchandise stores for the podcast, both of which feature the wonderful artwork designed by one Alex Jenkins. And that's just about it from me. I'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast featuring a returning guest to the show, one who is bringing a really interesting video game-based topic so make sure that you are here for that. So until then, thanks for checking out the podcast. Go and have a great week. Go and listen to another happy pod and check out Lawrence's YouTube channel. And I'll meet you right back here for another episode of the podcast. See you then.